My dad passed away in January 2012. It took about a year to go through all of his belongings, close up his house, and finalize his affairs. Along the way, of course, I uncovered a lot of memories. Memories of him, memories of my mom, memories of my own youth, my grandparents, and so forth. But in the process, I came across a file. A file I'd never seen before. A file that was, oh, five, six, maybe eight inches tall. And one of those chronological files where the first document on the bottom is the oldest, and of course the document on the top is the newest. The first few pages of it are all about his induction into the army. And in fact, the file turned out to be a chronological report of his time from April 1941 through March 1946, when he served in the U.S. Army during World War II. The first 10, 15, 20 pages, all about his initial assignments. And then I came across a letter. The letter's dated December 8th, 1941, the day after Pearl Harbor. And it's my dad writing home to his family. Fort Eustis, Virginia, December 8, 1941. Dear folks, the day we have all been waiting for and yet hoping against hope that it would never come has finally come. As yet, it does not seem much different and hasn't really hit home until men actually start leaving from the post to man the coast defenses. If it weren't for the radio and newspaper, we soldiers would not be conscious of the declaration. You folks outside probably feel it and realize it more than us. Some of the ways in which it has affected us I shall try to outline for you. Last night, all men and officers were called back to man their posts at all posts in this district. There was an air of tenseness and excitement as we came on the post last night at 9 o'clock. All headquarters men were called to emergency duty as this was the busiest spot on the post. Here the teletype was busy getting orders from 3rd Corps headquarters, which had been planned for M-Day for many months. Confidential files with secret orders, mostly concerning the defense of roads, bridges, and utilities against sabotage. Reports of our commanding general show him to be a very capable leader and a guiding influence to the young reserve officers. A very good friend of mine is the general secretary, and he is passing on to me much of the dramatic scene which is taking place on the post. At 5.30 this morning, we had a formation with our detachment commander and his junior officers in attendance. We were informed of our position, told that the picnic was over and now we meant business. Then came a fiery statement against our enemy and the sharp realization that this was really serious business. We are to be restricted as to the hours off the post and then only on a Class H pass until 12 o'clock. The uniform will now be worn at all times, and soon we expect to get orders to remove all civilian clothing from the post. Our furloughs came through from post headquarters signed by our commanding officer, so it looks like we might still have this privilege. It is my honest opinion that sending men into small hometowns at this time would be the greatest recruiting factor the Army could have. It will lift the morale of the home folks and soldiers and at the same time show others that there are those who are ready and willing to fight for their homes. With the situation the way it is now, it is hard to predict what might happen, so we can only pray and hope for the best. I shall not give my views on what happened yesterday, as I am sure we all have our own ideas and will not be able to confirm them for years to come, if ever. I know you all want to know what a soldier boy's thoughts are as he faces the greatest trial of his life. I lifted my eyes and voice to God and asked for his supreme guidance in this hour of destiny. I am not afraid and have complete faith and confidence that God will see us through the way which he has planned for me. This is not time for tears or sorrow, but rather for courage and determination. 
to best serve a country which has nobly served me, my father, and his father. Each one of you are now doing your part in this great conflict and should not be overcome by the excitement of the moment in taking any drastic action. Agnew, in his home defense unit, is as important as us in this army. Sidney, in his great work of saving souls and administering to those at home who will need his capable guidance, is indeed a great joy and inspiration to us all. Morris and Sister, in their defense work and fine home, are the pinnacles on which tomorrow's world will be built. Mother and Dad, you are to be blessed and praised for giving us this spirit of sacrifice and cooperation in a cause which is just. Dad, you, in your patriotic draft board work, lighted the flame of patriotism which each one of us will kindle. Nothing has been issued which will affect me at this moment. There are many rumors, but you and I should weigh all such talk and only believe that which we see in authentic black and white. Officer school looks more promising now. I just completed a successful physical and interview. I love each one of you and am proud to be known as a member of such a fine group. Thanksgiving Day was indeed our day and a day of many thanks. May the Lord always keep watch between us as we are absent from one another. Your loving son, brother, and in-law, Scotty, age 23 at the time.